0: Hi, this is Wayne. Do you think that public servants ought to have salaries capped at
1: $99,999 per year? I'm Mike, and Clarksville says that it's okay for citizens downtown to drink
2: and walk. But will pedestrians be able to puff, puff, and pass? And I'm Robert. Governor Lee has given the ability for collegiate athletes to start receiving payments for their image and likeness, but... Can they even read the contracts they're signing? Today, Freethinkers of Clarksville, Episode 7.
0: All right, Clarksville. I've seen a lot of news stories lately about this uh, raising of the pay for teachers and a particular uh, school director or something like that. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I don't have any kids in school. Um, But I did see the articles. And apparently they've given some teachers a raise and are debating giving this other guy a raise, but the comment that I saw caught my interest. The commenter says no one in public service should make more than ninety nine thousand nine hundred and ninety nine dollars a year. So I comment kind of thought, well, okay, it was a bit of an arbitrary cutoff. On the other hand, if that's not the cutoff, what should it be? Is there no limit to how much a public servant should make? Should we even pay them at all if they're doing public
1: service? Michael, what do you think of this comment? I think it's a little short-sighted to think that a public servant doesn't deserve to make more than $99,999 a year. That seems like a lot. Okay. But when we're talking, especially in this case, when you're talking about the superintendent of the clarksville Montgomery County School System, where he just won an award for being one of the best superintendents uh, in the state and he's in running to be sure a, to, you know, against other people to see if he's even better than that. So in this case, it works is that, take that individual for an example. If you don't pay him what he's valued in the private sector, then you'll lose him uh, from the public sector. Now, if that individual has the skill set that makes life better for everyone that's involved, so if you have a public servant that makes life better for everyone in the public, mm-hmm. And you don't pay them enough, or comparable to those same positions in the private sector. The private sector is going to come offer him the a higher salary, and he's going to have no motivation to stay. And then you lose that uh, that expertise that you've that he's built up that they're going to be using in the area. You lose that to the private sector, and so the public then suffers. So, I uh, do they? Let me push back a little bit here. Okay.
0: If he goes and takes a job for at a private school, right, mm-hmm. the public still gets schooled one way or the other, right? He's still offering his services to the public. It's just that the public has decided that he's worth more than the government job, and so there are people in the public who are willing to voluntarily pay him more than the taxpayers are forced to pay him. And... Are we, you know, are we concerned that, uh, are we trying to compete with private schools? I mean, I don't know
1: that we can ever really do that. Of course you can compete with private schools. Take a teacher that is an excellent teacher, right? Say they come through the school system, they find their group, They're trained by the public school system, okay. and they are gifted at teaching. Right. So they're excellent. Their students and all the students that they touch throughout their year perform better just simply because of their style of teaching, their ability to teach, their ability to teach other people. Right. Private school comes in, offers that teacher more money. Okay. They leave. That private school becomes better because that teacher is there. Sure. The public school then decreases in its value because you'll have a subpar teacher, or a, not subpar teacher, but a teacher that isn't as skilled will go in and replace that. So, yes, the students will get, still get the, the same type of learning, but it won't be because of that from that master teacher. Now – I think the commenter here
0: thinks to themselves perhaps something like this. If you say, I'm going to go work in public service, you shouldn't be in it for the money. That's This is the criticism we have, say, if you're working at a religious institution or, or, or a nonprofit, right, you, you're, you're not supposed to be in it for the money. A private company sa- says, we're going to pay our teachers lots of money because we want the best teachers so we can charge the highest prices for the best education, whereas the government's not supposed to be operating at a profit, and they're not concerned about providing the best possible service at the best possible price. Um, we think public servants ought to be in it for the service work. He got an award. And he might say, well, I can't pay for my Netflix subscription with an award. Well, that's not the point. You should feel the satisfaction of doing good for children. And pay should be a 100000 a year minus a dollar.
2: Yeah, if he's coming in, though, and he's um – truly a public servant working through the system, right? Then the more money that he takes personally from taxpayer budgets, then the less is attributed to the the organization as a whole, right? Because I there's only so much money to go around. There's only so many taxes. There's a percentage of budget that is voted on by, you know, the legislators. So I don't know though, it seems like if he's if he if if anyone that's working in public service is not incentivized correctly, um, to default to someone's incentive value as only monetary gain. Now, it should go hand in hand, right? People are incentivized by monetary uh, prevalence because if you're a director of a large school system, um, you expect to be, you know, you definitely expect to be paid more than uh, the teachers or the, the administra- other administration there because you're the, you're the main, you know, lever that pulls everything for its success or failure. So I think capping it and and then not and then holding them incentivized by only their good nature or goodwill is 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 false i mean people should be paid for the amount of progress that they're bringing to things especially as it grows i mean we it would be different if we knew that we would never build another school or hire more people or have pain points in our education system but as our community grows as our schools get added as more personnel come on into the fold then that's more responsibility on that person they have to think creatively intuitively to match the demand um, and if they're just doing that out of the goodness of their hearts then i don't see how how they'll ever stay in public service for that reason
0: Well, robert i got two problems to present to you then if you don't pick an arbitrarily line like 99,999 sure right then you only have two other options. One is you could set it arbitrarily low. And the problem with that with paying po- politicians and government workers you know, very low wages or nothing is that then only the rich can afford to be in public service. Right? If, if I said that the President of the United States, that job pays nothing, right? Then only someone who's independently wealthy who already has enough money mm-hmm. to support themselves would ever run for President. Uh, whereas if I made it fantastically, you know, Good paying, right? A hundred billion dollars a year. Then people would want the position purely out of greed. Um, and if we we're really competing with, say, we, we, our school system, if we really think of ourselves as being in competition with the private sector. There is no competing because I I don't have to satisfy my customers in order to get them to voluntarily give me money. I can just take as much money as I want, right? As long as you know they don't rebel against me or vote vote me out. Um, we can easily compete. on price with private sector because we can just take as much tax money as we want and give it to them Uh, how do you balance that
2: well i mean i think i think we're always in the understanding of the the difference between the institution and the individual right the individual has um, is living in a capitalistic society where they (laughs) are incentivized by whatever they they choose whatever is best for them and thus they can leave go wherever they need to Uh, to fit their model but we i don't know it kind of almost sounds i'll go back to this sounds like socialism you know it's like we put a we put a cap on something and and because we we draw a a demarcation line at a specific level of height then you know i would almost argue that that probably would be one of the better scenarios where we have people who are who have uh, become independently wealthy because of what they've done in the private sector. And then that incentivizes them to move into the public sector where they aren't there for the cash. They're only there to make positive change. And that would, that would make sure that they would never have to be incentivized to make more money or ask for a pay raise, no matter what the, um, what the leverage, you know, the, the leverage of the actual responsibilities are. Hmm.
0: All right. Well folks, Let us know in the comments what you think. How much should we pay teachers? How much should we pay school directors? Should we set an arbitrary limit or just let the market decide and get the best we can at the cheapest price? Let us know. Thank you.
1: All right. I want to just relax into the second second topic, okay? Okay. I want to just gather around with a few friends, go out to downtown pop open a couple beers, and then I want to just walk around the street and drink. Okay. That'd be fun, right? Usually (laughs) can't do that, maybe. Some Uh, cities, yeah. Some cities. Um, Downtown, they're going to make it so where it's officially okay for there to be open containers downtown. Okay. Only specific parts, but so there's going to be more street parties. You're going to be able to go from restaurant to restaurant without having to throw your drink away. You're going to be good to go. One commenter uh, has a, not a problem, but just has a question about that. All right. They recognize, according to this comment here, they recognize that they're trying to do anything they can to entice people back downtown. Right. And they say maybe this will work. Right. But they have a question, though. It's pretty ironic that Tennessee is one of only six states left where marijuana is totally illegal but they don't consider an open container to increase revenue for certain businesses to be a problem. Getting drunk is okay, but getting high is a big no-no." Hmm. So the question I think here that we need to discuss is if they're looking to bring revenue downtown and increase people uh, going downtown, walking around, they're taking away any sort of risk that they might get public intoxication charges, right? right? is it just for the money because they could easily do this they could uh easily legalize marijuana do the same thing people wouldn't would be able to go down relax with their friends without getting high or with getting high without getting worried about getting arrested so is there a significant difference between alcohol consumption and marijuana consumption that would um, you know make it to where one would be okay to do and the other not okay Robert, what do you think?
2: Um, I uh, I think he has. I think he's standing on some some good ground there. You know, um, we obviously Tennessee. Uh, you know, especially here in the Clarksville area, we know we've got a lot of uh, breweries opening up. Um, you know, new distilleries opening up. We've kind of you know we we've kind of become really accustomed to being the uh, state of. Um, jack daniels and we got a lot of bourbon up north and for some reason that that sits better at home with for us um i think a lot of the conversations that happen around the wacky weed uh feel almost like it's a coastal thing uh it's kind of being oppressive but i don't i don't think we're i think it's just a kind of an ignorance to the idea that uh you know, there's uh, there's marijuana being used in this state. Uh, whether it's legalized and not uh, taxed, is a decision that the legislators have to decide on. What what I I, I guess um, as the freedoms kind of open up more for people to drink and enjoy themselves and inebriate and have a good time. Um, if you well, let's back it up a little bit. So most of the time, when states cross over they don't go straight to recreational they lead in on medicinal marijuana mm-hmm. use and then they kind of yeah inkling into the recreational side so i guess this this fellow is wondering why 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 we keep going so far with alcohol uh these open container laws you know that um aren't a big deal in tennessee um and why can't we just get to even a fundamental concept even just maybe decriminalization you know i mean that would even be a a a Baby step in the right direction for Tennessee. So I think he's got some merit. I think I think we need to start thinking about um, how how to better serve our populace when it comes to their choices and their decisions. Right.
0: the The commenter seems to say, "Well, look if you're if you're expanding people's access and freedom when it comes to drinking alcohol, right? Um, why not do the same with marijuana?" And there there's only a couple of possibilities I can think of to respond. And one is to say that there is a qualitative difference between alcohol and marijuana, right? That the, that the way it affects someone's body, the way it affects our society are different. I could respond with that. But I think all the data says marijuana is less bad for society than alcohol. Like just overall, you know, you look at you know the cause of car accidents, the cause of, you know, criminal activity, you know, the health effects. Uh, on balance, as far as I can tell, alcohol is worse than marijuana. Now, we haven't seen anywhere in the world i think a country where they just fully legalized marijuana people can have it all they want i imagine if we did that we would run into long-term problems the same as you might with cigarettes um you know it took a while to figure out what you know, the dangers there really were and maybe if we legalized marijuana we would realize some of the bad health effects but when it comes to things like people getting drunk getting duis things like that marijuana is just not the issue uh, the same argument would be, I suppose, made for downtown. If we're going to allow people to walk around drinking beer downtown um, unrestricted, why not let them enjoy marijuana? Um, you could say, well, that's not the you know that's not the sort of business we're in. Uh, hey, you know, smoking a joint is going to bother people the way smoking a cigarette will uh, because it pollutes the air, and whatnot. And there's ways around all of that. Uh, here, here is. Uh, uh, what I think it comes down to, there's no businesses downtown advocating to be able to sell marijuana. Mm-hmm. Right, that's just not something that, that that that's going to be a big driving factor because you know a restaurant doesn't make its money for the most part off of food. They make it from selling drinks, whether that be sodas, alcohol, etc. And that doesn't dovetail with selling marijuana. Uh, if you if you legalize marijuana in Tennessee, all of that business would go to New stores, people would open up marijuana shops. Every CBD shop in town would turn into a marijuana shop overnight, of course. But it doesn't mean places like the Black Horse, uh, you know, it, are going to start selling weed, right? So the existing powerful business interests aren't the ones advocating for legalization of marijuana, mm-hmm. uh, and the and in fact, quite the opposite. I imagine all of the as you mentioned, the breweries and the uh, and the distilleries and such don't want Clarksville to become uh oriented towards marijuana because then we're no longer the town that
2: drinks so we don't okay and you think it's just more culturally appropriate for, but, but, i mean culturally we think the eating and drinking going hand in hand nobody would sit down at a big meal and smoke a joint or, or eat an edible and then eat sit down and eat something on top
0: of. allowing businesses downtown to start opening up patios on the sidewalk and selling beer and such is not going to change the culture uh, or the business of clarksville it's just going to mm-hmm. enhance it if we legalized marijuana in clarksville It would transform this town overnight sure i think so
2: i wonder what they would do i mean could could, conceptually could they actually open up like a a marijuana usage free zone downtown where it's like all you know
0: nashville kind of did just in this area nashville has you know nashville had their district attorney say well we're not going to bother prosecuting low-level marijuana offenses offenses. it's still illegal it's just that basically the head cop said i ain't going to do anything about it sure
1: All right. So do you think it is just strictly based on the money or economic uh, viability of of adding alcohol open container laws versus uh, legalizing marijuana? I
0: I think there are business interests behind the proposal to turn Clarksville uh, into a Beale Street type area. I don't think those same businesses are going to be
2: on board with, why don't we also legalize marijuana? I just want to see how many drunk people fall into the hole that is the new convention center. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. All
1: right, tell us what you think in the comments.
2: All right, everybody, welcome back. I want to bring us into a sports topic. Okay, we're going to be talking about Tennessee Governor Bill Lee signing a new order giving name, image, likeness bill for college athletes to receive compensation. Oh. Okay. So okay, start getting paid when. Uh, and just to be clear it has to be a uh third party right the school cannot pay them for using their images things like that okay so third party deals that go along with um using these you know these talented athletes uh there's a big market for that um i think previously they've been shunted from you know getting this or or maybe deals are being made through the college and the college ends up taking most of it while they're using their name image and likeness hmm. to draw crowds um this law is set to take effect on january 1st 2022 okay so you know we're coming up on it so in the comments uh this was from the leaf chronicle by the way posted from the leaf chronicle so i'm looking in the comments on the leaf chronicle and one of the commenters says that's great Rather upsetting that colleges pretend that their education is the reward when the average NCAA Division One athlete reads at a third grade level. So, I guess the question is: uh, I have a, I have a. Let's let's tackle the first first part of that. Okay, I think is the most uh, controversial thing. Okay, can someone truly, you know, uh, read at a third grade level and be able to compete at a high level of NCAA Division One? uh football i mean you'd have to be able to read a little imagine there's reading or plays third grade's
0: pretty high level is that pretty high
2: is that pretty high? i don't
0: know that you need much beyond a third grade could you
2: read like the twilight series at a third grade level oh okay okay that's absolutely
1: ridiculous okay okay
2: so uh uh, but i uh, you know we'll tackle that and then i also wanted to say um do you agree with the commenter that schools are pretending an education is the prize you know, I mean, he makes a very clear argument there. Or is he missing the point that most college athletes are gearing up for pro sports drafting, which, you know, this will put them in line with what their real-life uh, job's going to be, you know, if they're intended to make it there without injury or harm. So, Wayne, I mean, let me know. I mean, obviously you think third grade is all you need.
0: I talked to a guy the other day, <laughs> and, and, and he was telling me about um, all of these colleges that, were, that, that he'd been accepted into and these were these were big name colleges and i i talked to the guy for a bit and he just seemed dumb as a rock okay um you know he spoke at his vocabulary it was less than third grade level right he he, he seemed someone and it was surprising to me you know about all these colleges he was, he was looking at, at going to sure and i was like you're going for higher education okay and then i i learned it was to to play sports for athletics yeah. right he was really good at athletics and he was in high demand, and every all these schools wanted him. And he was having to make some hard decisions about where he's going to go to college. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was not thinking at all about you know I, I'm going to you know go be an engineer, or, you know make rocket ships or something. He was going to go play sports. Um, and it made me think. I don't know that there's anything wrong with people doing what they're good at and not pushing them to be good at something that they're not Mm -hmm. right you don't you know what's a third grade reading level charlotte's web the book right that's you know wilbur and the spider and you know some pig yeah if you can read that well you can pretty well do anything else in life that you need to at a basic level Mm -hmm. and if you want to be a doctor or a lawyer or an engineer you're going to need some specialized education but if you're going to be a professional football player or or a basketball player or a golfer or something like that yes in your day to day life you need to be educated enough to do your basic reading math and stuff but otherwise set that stuff aside and and an you know, I think of a college as a place where people go to learn brainy things. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be that.
2: Well, that brings up a that brings up a really good kind of idea. It's like I mean, why why then are we why are we bolting on uh, you know these athletic institutions with colleges in the yeah. first place? Then I mean, why why isn't there not a subset of a division one that's not associated with the college i mean colleges do want to draw talent to them sure and and have those kind of um you know ringing bell you know we had the best heisman trophy winners here and our our institution is huge for football and we also have this prize which is a great education i mean if we can if we can get them to a fourth grade reading level while they're playing football then we've done our job
0: if if somebody is you know, fantastic at a particular thing, but say can't read it all. Let's say you're, you know, a great football player. Uh, and let's say you have a learning disability. Mm. I don't know what happens to a person like that. Do they get to go to college with special exceptions and get to play anyways? Or do they have to just go straight to the NFL or something? Sure. Um, you know,
1: I, I, th- I think of, of academics okay. As being... Okay, I'm going to have to. So. I'm gonna oh, have here to we go. Here I'm going to have to cut in here. Well, uh, let's <laughs> okay, first of all, it is absurd to think that college athletes on average or even at all have a third grade re- reading level okay first of all the vast majority of college athletes do not go on pro and do not have aspirations to go on to pro sure they have aspirations to go on and play in college so that they can go to a better school that they would normally be able to afford by playing on their on their sports team sure uh-huh. okay. i mean i mean so that seems that seems non-controversial you right?
0: think you think most college sports players are there for the education and they're just Absolutely. using their sports say, as a way to get in
1: i would say 99.9 percent because the 99 percent of people know they're not good enough to go on and play professional sports okay i mean I, I that seems to me that given that one person will get picked out of an entire team every year if that Sure. That seems to be the case to me. That just seems obvious. Secondly, you're talking about third grade reading level. So before people even get good enough to be considered in like to go to college, they have to go through elementary school, middle school, and then high school sports. Right. Right. So if they have a third grade reading level, they're not so good in third grade that every single teacher they have between third grade and graduation will ignore, ignore the fact that they can't read <laughs> Beyond a third grade level, that's actually to think that that's the case. That's absolutely absurd.
2: I think you might be wrong there, Mike. I mean, how many? I mean, maybe if you get
0: a basketball, yeah. Maybe maybe professor overlooks it. I've heard of those scandals. So
1: So that fourth grade teacher has that basketball. Is like, man, I see he has some potential. He's going to grow about four feet, and he's going to be able to shoot up, and he's going to. And so we're just going to skip him through all these. We're probably all his homework for him. You're taking it too far back.
2: Well, we what they would start to notice is that once they're at middle school to the high school level that this guy has been passed and passed and passed and now he's at a level where there's a really high expectation you know the he's outside of the no child left behind thing for the elementary or the low-end middle schools and now he's at a level where his pr- prowess is showing for athletic competition
1: well i'll just i'll just close it out. if that's the case if someone has been taking care of him his whole life or the the athlete that from the third grade the reading that can't read hired in third grade uh-huh. his whole career up to the point where he signed contracts he's got somebody looking out for his back to make sure he makes money because they've been grooming him sure his whole life to make money so he's not going to go in there with a crown and start signing contracts he's going to have his lawyers already set so that's my opinion i think the athletes are going to be okay whether or not they should make money I mean, I don't. I don't so care. the true if they're good enough that people want to pay them money for beyond cereal boxes. Go ahead.
2: So the true prize in in college athletics is the is the education. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. Wayne, you think so? No, no. <laughs>
1: college is mostly well, a waste of time. guys, let
2: us na- please comment. Please let us know what you think. Uh, a lot of people are big fans out there. You know, go Vols. Let's see what kind Sports. of dimension likeness the spor- sporks. Uh, yeah, yeah. We're gonna make up some new terms here all right education is great okay education is okay all right thank you mike we we get it we get it all right (laughs) thanks for tuning in comment and like hey everybody thank you so much for joining us this evening it's been a great time having these discussions a lot of really good topics guys i think If uh, you would like to draw our attention to some extra topics that we might have missed over but you think need a little more talking about, a little more value, please use the hashtag FTOC or FTOClarksville so that we can draw down on those comments and bring them on the show.
0: And if you'd like to be a guest on our show, send us a message. Check us out on Facebook at Freethinkers of Clarksville. Let us know what you'd like to come in and talk about. We may send you an invite. All right,
1: Clarksville. Like, comment. Share and subscribe to the Freethinkers of Clarksville, and as always, stay in school.